but Nature Strip. He's a force of nature today. That's his fourth grip length in front. Can he do it? Chautauqua, he's flying. Yes, there's history. But this is a blitz. It's a weak blitz. Two in a row, and she joins the all-time greats of the turf. Winks has won. Mugs, it's Moz here. I've got a absolute bloody ripper guest. You might know him as Benny Thomas, Benny Punt, or simply Chewy. Because oh, he's got the I've got the shoe, mate. Got the shoe, and hey, who knows what might happen later? But mate, we've uh, we're wrapped to have you on, mate, because you you know we've been in touch for quite a number of years. Both just love love chatting horses, love chatting the punt, um, and it's mate, good, great to say hello. How are you going? It's about about time, brother. Mate, certainly is. We had to get through the shit guest first to come to the glory that is you, mate. And I hope our other guests aren't listening. Uh, I don't know about that. Mate, well, uh, let me run down. You know, we're journalists here at Two Mugs. um, Or so we like to tell ourselves. But just for, I guess, the listeners out there, mate, if, I guess if, if they're on Facebook, if they're on Instagram, they might be in your, uh, in your Dark Horse tipping group, might have followed your tips through Punt Hub, Tripod over the years, mate. There's been that many of them, but give us a little spiel about the big man, Benny Thomas. What do you do with your tips? What do you like to do? Who the hell are you? Well, I just pretty much, I go look at last starts and go through the staff track just all that kind of stuff, but I don't. A lot of the time, I like to do it before the odds come out. If I'm not kind of basing them on odds, might not. Like, Mate, a so lot. Of, I didn't. I didn't ask how you did your form. Ask who is Benny? Who? Where are you? Where do you live? Hey, who are you? Where do you live? Who are you? Tell us about yourself. Kai, what gets your rocks off? Mackay, <laughs> Northland, but I moved over from New Zealand like about eight years ago with my. Pretty much my whole family moved over. Like yep. my, I've got two brothers, two sisters, but um, got a sister that lives here, brother in Perth, and then my my and all that stuff. Live. But my parents, Mackay, and my sister, she just moved out near the mines, Dysart way, a couple of hours away. But yeah, I've got some family here, some in West Australia, and then most of it back home. Oh, lovely, mate. Um, are you back in New Zealand, you know, all those years ago? Were you a racing fan back then or is it sort of since you've been over here you've followed it a bit more? Took me a while to get into it, I guess. I had a couple of mates that were right into it and when when I first started hanging out with them and met them and whatnot, I wasn't as much into it as they were, but I slowly got into it more. I pretty much mainly got into it one day when my... Because my mate, he um his, he, his family only trained like about two or three horses and they weren't they weren't the best ones in that but one day he just asked me if I wanted to go along to the beach with him when they trained them and I like wasn't into racing then but I was like oh yeah right I went out something to do and ever since I went there man I've just been following into it pretty much what every day I haven't looked back after I went and watched them train them and Hung out with the horses and that. Oh, that's awesome, man. Because I guess uh, we, I think we get along so well because we're both of the same mentality, uh, the, the mugs and yourself. And that's, we love the horse itself, but the aspect of going to the track with your mates, having a rip of time, you know, listening to trainers and how they take their horses through different training methods and get them ready for big races as well. Um, and the punt's a bit of a bonus when you're, you're there having a dig and you, and you win a bit of cash as well. So... With your punting, did you did you get into that straight away when you know you first sort of associate yourself with horses, or was it just a matter of, hey, I'm at the track, I might have a go, and we'll see how we go? Well, the first the first couple of years when I got into it, after I went there with my mate, we went to the um, we'd always go to the Wingatui races in Dunedin there back home and go to Melbourne Cup Day One and that. And the first couple of years, I pretty much didn't have a bit at all. I just went to enjoy watching it and hang out with the boys. Then my granddad, I started having, started having a couple of punts with my granddad and then I started tipping a bit because I'd been watching it a fair bit and getting into it more and then just started punting every day. And I've probably been punting every day for about seven, eight years now, I'd say. 
those first couple of years, you would have spent more time in the toilet yakking your guts up there than you would have seen a racehorse. <laughs> right. I mean, I got kicked out of the first races I ever went to because I fell asleep. <laughs> I fell mate, asleep. I'm, and... Mate, I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah, well, I was in the garden, but we were all grandstanding and it had like wooden floorboards. And, I, and I, we were whipping one home and I was stomping my foot and put my foot right through it. And then, then yeah, got more pissed in the garden and I got removed. That's a story, that's a story for your grandkids. That <laughs> uh, was pretty fun, but yeah. Beautiful, I mate. don't be stomping them home anymore now. I just get up and fucking whip the hand, mate. Fuck. Mate, we need Pickle. you to... Yeah, we need you on top of the bar taking taking the shirt off, getting a bit of nipple action out, I reckon. That's what that's what would get your fans excited. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the uh, Andergrove, t- the dude, um, the, the manager used to give me a couple of free drinks because I was always in the tab. And then by the night time, he'd be telling me to go home because fucking screaming at the TV, kicking the chairs and shit, trying to get shit home. Oh, mate. Well, hopefully you still got uh, a little bit of that enthusiasm with you as we go into tonight. Hey? I reckon the old part of it comes out of you. Yeah, that's true. I wouldn't argue with that. I, I just feel that uh, the older we get, and I don't, I don't have any money, so I don't know how this makes sense, but you just seem to have more money to be able to buy more drinks. You know, when I was 18, you, your card just declines and you're done. You have to figure out how to get another drink. But now just, all right, well, another one, I'm, I'll go get one. Yeah, we're at VAR on Saturday night, 11 o'clock in the tab. Oh, geez. We won't go there yet, mate. Uh, well, look, let's go, let's go further from that. When you, you've started doing, well, you've started having a punt. Um, obviously, the curiosity is, is there from your end to sort of figure out, if I'm going to pick a winner, how am I going to go about that? So without giving away your secrets, this is where you can ramble on about your form, mate. But sort of what do you look at when you, you go to your form? Is it, is it purely winning form? Is it track? Is it jockey? Is it as simple as that? Or do you have your own sort of little method that you've, Nutted out over the years. Colorable well, Silk's favourite number. <laughs> <laughs> the pink saddle. A lot of the form I do nowadays, man, I just, a lot of them are my black bookers, but I don't necessarily black book something that one last start. Like, I would say 90% of my black bookers haven't won in their last couple. They've been, say, held up, running on, or led at a fast pace and only knocked up late, something like that. And I usually look for them where they're in next, but a lot of the time, like say if there was a heavy track, I personally just look at heavy form and then track distance form on the wet track. I don't take the odds into consideration at all, really. Like I don't think you can, st- if, if it's a heavy track, I don't think there's any other way to do form except fucking look at the heavy stats and that. And I don't know if a lot of other people probably don't do that, but I've picked up heaps of winners over time just doing it like that. Like looking for wet form, and that's it, pretty much. Is uh, is so that I'm, probably your your favourite day to punt then? When you you have you feel like you've got a bit of advantage there with all right, heavy track. I know how to hone in on this. I'm going to really rip in. Well, yeah, I do like the heavy tracks, but I also like Flemington and be my because I I find that it's always so fair, and I'm I'm the I'm a back marker type for sure. Like I. I don't really like backing leaders, and I know a lot of them win, but I just I get so much more excited and prefer to see something storming from the back than something up the front. Oh, mate, I think I'm the opposite. I love the absolute heart in your bloody mouth, hoping this thing just holds on one last ride while yours is absolutely storming home to friggin' ruin dinner for me. <laughs> but it all, all depends on the track and where the rail is and stuff too. Like at Mooney Valley, I can pretty much tell you if I ever tip there, I pretty much just look for leaders and yep. horse one at the track. I don't even look for anything else to be honest because sometimes you'll see them storm from the back, but I would say well over fifty percent of the time Mooney Valley's leaders. Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's if you if you, if you can catch the day where it's from the back, you're a you're a bloody genius in my book there. I reckon it's impossible. <laughs> Find the Sydney tracks like Ram Rose Hill with the if the rails out like five. I always find that it's so hard to make unless it's like in the staying race. It's usually there's never usually much bias in staying races. I 
in my opinion anyway. But in the, say, like 1,000 to the mile at Ramwick or Rose Hill, if it's wet or rails out a fair bit, I just personally go for on paces there too and inside barriers. Yeah, I reckon in the I reckon in the wet that you're spot on because they just they seem to just hang on. You just see the others bowling around in the back in the slop. Rarely do they they never they never get through it. On a good track, I think it's really fair pretty much all the time. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, I agree with that. The odd meeting there where nothing's smoking. Usually on they win from anywhere, but I don't do on for Eagle Farm. I just don't like betting there at all. Eh, well, I find it so hard to do porn there. Like, you can study for as long as you want to look at stat, jockey stats, track, fucking horse distance, all that kind of shit, and it just never seems to matter there. Like, I've, the last meeting there, I, I had a really good look, and I, I don't do Queensland racing much or look that much, but I had a real good look at the last card they had there, and picked out a few and I just they done nothing and I I had a look at their form and that and went through replays and all that kind of stuff and thought I'd found a few they just I just can't get a winner there eh mate welcome to our world <laughs> I reckon the last time I remember um a really good winner there how long has it been stuffed there for? I remember Melody Bell ran there years ago and they that was yeah mate it's been a while I remember. It was perhaps, it was a Kiwi horse. Was it provocative? Did it win a, maybe an Oaks or a, yeah, Queensland Oaks? It did, actually. Yeah, so that was, I was there that day because I didn't back that, put it that way. But um, it was the first day it was back. It was absolutely shambles. This thing won on the outside rail and then they ripped it up again a couple of weeks later. And it's been troublesome since. And that would be a good four or five years, I reckon, at least. I remember yeah, I backed, I'm pretty sure it was Eagle Farm. I backed that fucking... I used to back that sold for song horse every single start. And I remember it won right down the fence one day too. It was almost... Mate, it, that day the Oaksdale was ready to clothesline the jockey off provocative so that my horse could charge late from 15th on the inside. <laughs> yeah, this charge to the back. <laughs> Yeah, go, go down, go downstairs, Benny. Cut up a bit of turf out the front of your place, and then go down to the, go go off to the beach nearby and whack that down on the um on the sand. And that's a that's I think that's about what they're running on this weekend. <laughs> Here's a wheel. That's, that's, that's... <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I reckon that's. I reckon now we've talked shit about it. You're going to get a fill. <laughs> Mate, have you not been following us? We rag a man every weekend. That's probably why they never want to do any, anything with us. I've actually got on a few good ones. Mate, we find winners, but, uh, yeah, we, we are Queensland racing now. We're, we're pretty determined to be the number one up here. So, mate, don't worry. We'll take you along well, for the ride. Anyway, mate, fit, mate. I was going to say, fucking, we forget classic legend. Good on you. It's great in the country. <laughs> yes. Yep. No, I'm a big Classic Legend fan, mate. Uh, mate, well, look, let's we'll go on to your venture into the social media world because you are. Uh, I remember, I think, seeing more of your loose antics on uh, on a couple of the the Facebook pages up there. Um, I guess I used to get the same from my mates, and that's why I'm actually wrapped now that we Bean and I do a podcast because. Every Muppet would message me every Friday, Saturday night asking for some tips. And now I can just go, hey, I actually have a podcast. Why don't you actually listen to it? And you'll get some bloody tips. So they never do that anyway. But was that a bit for you that I, I guess once you've known that you're, you're picking winners, people bug you for tips. Was this a, this will shut everybody up. Here's what I'm on. Go for it. Well, I first started tipping on that. Did you ever hear of that TK punting page years ago? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yep. Yeah, I started on there, man. And when I did start punting, a lot of the stuff I was tipping and betting on was the trots because I had a couple of mates that were right into the trots. I, I pretty much first started on them and I just started tipping in that page and then fucking after a while, man, there was a lot of a lot of awkward shit on tips. Whether you're winning or losing, you'd see someone yeah. saying, 
shit all the time. But that's when I just start, decided to start my own one, just personally because I don't think anyone should be getting fucking abused like that for a tip. So I kind of wanted to start a good little community. And, man, mine only had about 500 or so members for about almost the first year, I'd say. And then I was doing my shoeys and fucking sculling and all that shit. And then people started, hey, mate. And I'm pretty sure they were coming for that, not the tips, just to see these come up. <laughs> and then I got my mate Moody, he come in and... He's been in there for about the last year running it with me and he's, he was doing those videos too and we were just, I was tipping my roughies as well and it kept building and building and building and then that's just pretty much why I went to my own Facebook. Like I, when I first started on social media, my brother added me to a punting page because I just used to text him and a couple of my mates. I wasn't posting anywhere, tipping anywhere or giving them out to anyone apart from like two or three people. My brother's like, I added this page, throw a couple up or something, and when I threw some up, then I kept throwing them up, throwing them up, just gained a bit of a following and just kept going, I guess. Yeah, mate, it's a, it's a love-hate world, social media, when you're chucking up tips. And, and we often say, look, we're not bloody claiming to be good tipsters to be honest we're just a couple of lads that have a laugh so if we have a winner we'll tell you about it <laughs> mate but even uh even on the dark horse name and you mentioned you're a, a bit of a trotting fiend mate tell us a little bit about the dark horse who is this boy oh what trots or the horse the horse mate tell us about uh because i know you're a well you're a trots fan and look i of we follow it probably loosely not to the degree that you would, but do you do you still enjoy the trots um, a fair bit, or or now that I know you've got a couple of runners in the trots, is it more you watch them go around and, and have a good time? Well, I, the last year I haven't been so much into it. I'd watch the one, the ones me and my that was about it. But the last couple of weeks I've started actually getting back into it, and I'm quite enjoying it. Like there was some group ones last weekend, the week before, and fucking tipped up a few, fair few winners and there's Miracle Miles on this Saturday, which is easily one of the biggest trot races in Australia. Well, there are actually races in that, but anyways, that's, there's a fair few group ones on Menangle this Saturday, so we get a card on the mugs page or something. But I've started to get a lot more back into it. Like, I've, I've veered away from it a bit. And I think I mainly veered away from it is because if, say, if I was tipping it, even if you're winning, man, it was hard to get a bit of a following because not, I don't know many people that do like trolls. Like yeah. a, a, it's, it's not a thing in Australia, right? Like I've got a, I've got a, a mate of mine who's a Kiwi and he owns a couple that are over here at Albion Park and he's like right into it. And I remember back when I first met him years ago and I started working with him and he's just, is it just a, what are, you just grow up on it over there? Like, is it is it just preferred over over the gallops and the dogs, or what is it? Because it just seems like a, it's like a solely Kiwi thing almost. The trots, like they just live and breathe it before the other two forms of racing. I personally think that a lot of people do, but also a lot of a lot of people there like the trotters in New Zealand. Mine is because they're some of the best ones in the world ones who yeah. killing it. When they had Lazarus, that was an absolute freak. And it went to America. America is easy, better than both. Like, I've got some freaks over there and won a, won a derby or something over there. But yeah, yeah. like New Zealand, pretty good trotters. I'm, I don't know if that'd factor in on why a lot of people like it or not, but I'd say it would. Yeah. Australian ones too, but if New Zealand brings over one of their good ones to Australia, in my opinion, they just pretty much just thrash the ones here every time. Yeah, 100%. Like if, if, yeah. if it's a really good one, like say, if you run horses or group horses over here, they seem to be far too good for the ones here. What, um... But it'd be different for everyone, man. Like I still enjoy watching it, but yeah, that's kind of why I got off it. Cause not many people wanted to bet on it. Everyone would be like, fuck the trots, blah, blah, blah. Even if you're giving them one, people would be like, I'm not. Yeah, and I think, well, I think what hurts it, it's it's the the hand that feeds, yeah. So the turnover's purely on thoroughbreds here. So it's getting all the attention. 
you just don't see the trots. You know, they're on it. They're on in the PM at night, which sounds unreal because if you had a big day on the fizz, you go home and watch the trots all night. But just doesn't get the same attention um, that I know Sky just will pump for the the gallops because that's where the money is for them. That's that's what goes back, mate. It's the cycle that keeps on giving, right? That's true. And plus, at night time, man, when all the good races are on on the trots, people are watching footy and yeah, all these sports and on the boys watching or something and not really watching the races anymore. Well, I think you're spot on there because I know, I, I think I know up here in Queensland especially, they've had issues over the years with they don't want the trots to start early because it eats into the Queensland racing time and people, yeah. you know, you don't want to bet on one or the other, you want to bet on both. But then the trots go head-to-head with the Broncos Saturday night, which no one's going to be watching the trots in that case. So... They're probably no, they, they, will. Of, they get whatever time they can get and they're happy with it, isn't it? I don't no, think they'll Yeah, they'll be, watch, they'll be watching the trots this year, I think, if, if it's comparing with the Broncos, I think. I mean, I, I don't know how good Benny Thomas is at throwing a football around, but I reckon he'd probably get a run in that side these days. He's <laughs> uh, an NZ Warriors boy, mate. <laughs> yeah, I can't go for the Warriors. So we're not much better. Do you uh do you follow much sport outside of racing? You you're a footy fan. Yeah, well, I, I like the league, but I I like the league and the union, and I watch a fair bit of cricket. Yeah, do you do you have a bet on it as well? Do you enjoy betting on it, or is it purely a love your sport, going to watch it regardless kind of deal? In the BBL, they took the market away, but they used to have um the ten runs market, and they would have like the 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 dudes betting like. 10th and 11th, paying like 101 to get 10 runs. And I I was backing that for a whole season. It got up a fair bit, and then they just took the market away. But I do, I pretty much bet on, I don't mind watching the darts. My old boy watches the darts a fair bit too. I've had a fair few punts on that. That is wild. Have you ever done a night out at the darts? It looks unreal. I go over to the England to do it, but no, I haven't even done it. I know it's come to Australia and I've had it in New Zealand, but no, I haven't actually been here. All right, well, watch this space, mate. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll have to start an event for that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, pretty much, man. I watch almost any sport. I just enjoy sport in general. So I, pretty, I, watch, I watch the team, cricket, golf, darts. Rugby, league, union. I just can't do soccer. That's one thing I can't watch. Nah, don't worry, mate. You're not offending anybody here. I don't know. No, it seems a bit of a... I'm not a closet. I'm not, I'm not a closet <laughs> football fan either. Don't worry about that. They don't like basketball either. at all. I can't watch it. Oh, that hurts a bit. But we'll let you have this one. Yeah. <laughs> mate, the NBA, forget the forget the NBL, but the NBA is your, your gap filler, mate. It's 9 a.m. to midnight. Yeah. You need something to yeah, do. It's, the, per- it's the perfect sport. Yeah. 9 a.m. filler, fucking Caliente dogs and mix. Yeah, all right. Well, that, that's that's just uh, that's your expertise, mate. I didn't know where Caliente was until uh, actually Cassie Fahey, mate, she came on and gave us a nice little geography lesson. So, share yeah. that. <laughs> have, you, have you right? Hey, have you watched a race there yet? Oh, uh, yeah. Look, if it's on and it's if it's on, I'll I'll watch it just just for the sake of it's on and I'm having a watch. But I haven't dipped too much in the pocket yet for uh, Caliente. I'm afraid. Yeah, I was hoping you'd say you could start doing cards for it, mate. I probably could, and nobody would have an idea if I've won or lost. To be honest, we should do it. Actually, Bean could be uh could be. Yeah. A <laughs> we'll get into it. <laughs> I done one card on it, and I'm pretty sure I only got like two, three winners from the whole card, and no one said anything because I don't think anyone even knew where it was, how to bet on it, or even check the results. Kelly, dogs put up at like eight in the morning. And they're like, where the fuck is this? You should have just gone full on Facebook tipster and got out the green ticks and flames and just did it on every single one, and you go, yeah. here we go. Mate, well, we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about just you and your wins, mate, because uh, you're you're a roughy fan. We love that. Yeah, you love your sport, so it sounds like you've had a few little big wins and big nights out, mate. Can you give us maybe one or two that stick out that you might have done something a little bit silly, or or you just remember it for all the wrong reasons? 
Well, the two biggest wins I've had, one was a, a straight on the nose bet and the other was a multi. So I think it was 2018 on the end of the year, both of them came. So in this, at the start of December, I I was recklessly betting for a bit, like just fucking stupid amounts and put two grand on this multi and it was only, the odds were like $19, but there was... There was like no win bets in it. It was just a whole, pretty much a whole bunch of favourites I liked throughout the day to place. And the return was like 38 grand and I was just sitting at home getting munted all day, watching the race. Guns keep placing. Then the last leg was Pikey to run a fucking place. And I'm pretty sure it was the last that I got. If not, it was the second last. I've been at home. Went down, I was like real nervous. Went down to the club for a few. And I live-streamed it to, on Facebook to watch the last leg. And they're, like, coming up to the corner and fucking he's stuck in behind a wall of them. And I was like, oh, no. The horse is, like, $2.30 to win. I'm pretty sure it was, like, $1.30 to place. It was the last leg. He finally got it out. And I just, like, flipped this table and kicked all these over in the pub. And the manager comes over. He's like, what are you doing? What, we picked up this mouldy, 38 grand. I was like showing everyone around the pub, going around showing them the bet slip, shouted everyone some drinks and shit, and then pretty much just went to the strippers and blew loads. <laughs> <laughs> what, cash or something else? <laughs> and then a couple of days after, was just blowing loads of it, like going to the poke with a grand and putting it in and fucking still five dollar bets and... It was just a grand at a time each day. I probably, I would have blown, I reckon, at least 15 grand of it back in a couple of days. And then that same, like, couple of weeks later, when they have the Flemington races as on New Year's Eve, I was just, my brother, we were just fucking getting smashed up at home. And I'd been punting for, like, the... I was the 28th, 29th, and the 30th or whatever. Couldn't lose for like two, three days, man, and I fucking was so wasted that night. Went to bed and fucking got up the next day, turned into Flemington, went on my phone, seen what I bet on last night. I had $500 on this thing at $17 to win. First starter was the Jetastar. First starter down the Flemington Strait. Didn't even remember putting the bet on. Had 500 on it at 17s and it just led all the way. Got like eight and back. I don't even remember putting the bid on. Like, and it, yeah, it was on debut too. I think it did trial pretty well, but I honestly can't remember backing it or even looking at it. I only looked at it the next day when I got up, but they would be my two biggest. So that was like eight grand on the nose and that 38k multi. But me and a mate had a thousand dollars on this multi and fucking a hundred and eleven dollars so return was 111k we were on the piss all day watching it it was races rugby league rugby union there was like netball winner fucking um brilliant basketball there was a volleyball winner it was just a mix of everything and it was down to the last two legs and there was like a seventy thousand dollar cash out and we were just on the first brown. We're like, nah, we're riding it. Two legs left. Nick Kyrgios to win at $1.28. And oh. that um, under Zverev dude to win at like $1.18. They were on at like oh. 200 Stayed up. They both lost. Oh. Oh. That would be the worst beat because he was a 70 out too. And we just got greedy because... Well, they were t- playing two shit dudes, man. And they were like a dollar twenty and a dollar thirty, and we were like, we're real like, right And yeah, Kyrgios got beat, and then Zverev got beat. Yeah, and that was. A- I know, I know, King Kyrgios listens. So come on, Nick, pull your. He hasn't pulled his head out really since then, has he? Oh, but they're, well, they're, they're the ones you throw in for twenty percent more, fifteen percent more, and you just yeah. Miriam should spot each of the 111 Mate, they can afford it. Put it that way. I reckon they'd be... What do you reckon? Yeah, I'll give them a call, mate. Give them a call for you, for sure. Uh, oh, mate, well, look, no. at, least, at least you've had the big win because that sort of levels that out a little bit. I'd be I'd be a bit gutted if you had no story for us there. So that's I've had a, a couple of 
but I, I reckon everyone has. Everyone's had a or something or had a had a bit of a win on a roughie. Yep. Not me. What about you, Bean? What's your, your biggest roughie you remember jagging? Biggest roughie? Oh, actually, I, I do know what it is. It was that day we... Uh, well, that we headed down the GC, and I, I, there was no form involved in that whole debacle. And it was a horse called my, my last name for the mugs out there is, is Bean, and this horse called She's a Beans was running at the GC, and one of the um legends down there said, "Oh, you probably should have a bit of a dabble on that." And I was like, "Oh yeah, righty, I will." Then, and it got up at seventy ones. I didn't have enough on it to win eight grand or anything like that, but that's the that's the longest price winner I've managed to, to nut out. <laughs> And it was because of my last name. So there's a there's a bit of a theory out there for those mugs that wanna <laughs> wanna do the form. Greyhound <laughs> called Bean something. I tipped it to Moz one night, told him to tell you. Yeah, well she's a well, um Spill of Beans is a it's a sire up here now, so there's a few of them getting around, but it actually goes all right though up in Queensland that size. So there's a few of them yeah. that are shooting about. It actually doesn't get too Yeah. Favourite sire. Oh, lost one of you. There we go. He's back. He's back. <laughs> all right. We're all back on track. Good. Benny, you were breaking up there as well, mate, so stick with it. Uh, well, mate, what about uh, what about when it comes down to, say, this weekend, we've got Aegon over here in the Randwick Guineas. Um, so we don't need your tip because I think this will view next week. So it just wins. But, but when a Kiwi horse comes over with a bit of stature, what camp are you in? Are you, are you looking at this as a... An Aussie v Kiwi rivalry when the big dogs come over. Really, just another horse. I need to figure out who's going to win. I'm going to pick the winner. Personally, for me, I just enjoy seeing them go ahead. I find the races usually when a Kiwi comes over, there's been some cracking races with them versus the Aussies. I just enjoy seeing it. Sometimes I won't even have a punt because I can't decide. I think it's too much of a tricky race, but I just enjoy watching it. Really. What was it? Catalyst and Alligator Blood was one of my favourite races ever, I reckon. Yeah. When they just, they just went nose for nose. Mate, I think that would be a lot of people's. That was, that's, that's almost a race that you show your, your friends that aren't really into racing. Forget the punt, but you just you show them, look, this is, this is how competitive these guys, are, guys and girls are. It's bloody sends tingles down your spine, mate. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. I wouldn't. I don't necessarily get in any camp. I just enjoy horse racing and the thrill of horses go around. I'm not too fussed where they're from. I just just love it, mate. Love it, love it, love it. Well, what's uh, what's probably your, your big two or three of all time then? Horses and and even sort of trainers and jocks. Do you do you are they current? Do you you see your name and you just have to get on and and back, or have you just got those couple little that you just love? to watch replays and think about the good times, mate. Well, my favourite horse ever would be... I've watched its derby win about 500 times. I almost watched it. What horse? Sorry, mate. You cut out there. It's a done deal. Yep. Yep. I've the derby win about 500 times. I just watch it almost every single day. And I did like Silent Achiever and uh, Lucia Valentina. They- Kiwis, yeah, they're just some of my favourite horses. They would easily be the top couple, but I would say Black Caviar or Dundee would be my favourites. Yeah, who um who did Dundee knock off? Was it in the Derby? It was a, a super shorty started that day. Was it uh, Atlantic Jewel? Wasn't it? Yeah, beat it. Nah, beat Atlantic Jewel and yep. fuck, I can't race. It was that was down in Melbourne. It, when it won the Derby in Sydney, have you seen the replay? It absolutely trotted up. Yeah, yeah. But no, uh, it derbies ever, but yeah, it ran. That's one of my favourite races of all time too. When it raced Atlantic Jewel and just beat her like right on the post, they were they were almost doing a catalyst alligator blood too. It didn't handle the bend at all well when it was down there either. It wobbled off the corner bad. Yeah, and the jewel I think was it was like a dollar thirty or something stupid. Yeah. It was the only only time she's ever been beaten. She was amazing, but uh, I did uh, lucky grey too in West Australia. I backed that thing a fair bit. That wouldn't be going too. I don't think. Do you remember lucky grey? Oh, the name rings a bell. 
If Pikey wasn't on it in the last mate, I probably don't know to be honest. <laughs> As for jockeys, I I don't really have a favourite. Like I I like back in Jamie Carr, and I back Chris Parnham a fair bit. I've I've always enjoyed backing him. I've backed him for a couple of years. Even with Pikey, I actually got some signed silks off him. Beautiful. Well, you send him Me. back. Get some more. What about? Um, yeah, well, it's. A I would probably yeah. He's one of my favourites, Chris Parnham. I've backed him for a long time. Yep. Uh, he seems he's. Well, he's. I think he's almost leading the premiership there now, isn't he? Because obviously Pikey's yeah. out there. But see, to me, I don't. I don't necessarily like him on favourites. I think he goes a lot better on odds on yeah. something at all. To be honest, because he's been given a lot of favourites since Pikey hasn't been there, and he hasn't won on many of them. Yeah, well, he's he's getting the Williams hype, isn't he? He's getting the pink, the cerise in white, I should say. Uh, more than anything. Uh, well, mate, let's we're, we're a safe space here. So what about jockeys that you can't stand? And if you see them on a horse, you just, nah, bets off. Not even going to punt in this race. Is there any, without jockey bashing, but there are a few jockeys that you just can never catch? Yep. Um, Robbie Fred and Tommy oh. Berry. Tommy oh. and Berry. Look out. They're our two favourites. I'm blocked by Tommy Berry on Instagram and Twitter because I've a Use him that many times for shit rides. Yeah, he's. Uh, I know for a while up here we were uh, we could just never catch Robbie Frad, um, but I think I think was, since we've been giving him a gobful, we started winning a lot more. Yeah. So maybe that's I'm what you got to do, mate. You, you just give him a gobful at the TV and then get on him next start because I'll pay you back. Yeah, I can never catch him. <laughs> what about uh, what about trainers, mate? What about Chris Waller? Because I guess you would have seen, you know, back in New Zealand when he would have moved over. I'm sure it would have made some news back then. Are you, are you a fan of sort of what he's achieved? Or, or do you think he's, you know, gets a little bit of a silver spoon these days? He's one of the best trainers in the world for mine, even including all the big names overseas. And that he's one of the best in the game for mine. My favourite favorite trainer would be Murray Baker. Well, they're, but yeah, they're the world like of New Zealand, really, like aren't they? Of, I love Gollan in Queensland. He's probably my favourite here. And then, yeah, I would have Waller and Sydney. And, but, yeah, Murray Baker would be my favourite all time. Yeah. What's, uh, what about back home with, with Murray? Who's your favourite favorite horse that's probably he's run over there that hasn't, hasn't ventured over here much or ever? Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't actually know of one that I've followed that hasn't come over here. Like, big time followed. Like, he, because he, he's got Aegon, I'm 99.9% sure. Yeah. And he had, yep. had it's a deal. And what did he have? Uh, Bonnie Vale, I'm pretty Val. sure. Val. Yep. Made plenty of money off that thing. But yep. yeah, I actually, like, to be honest, man, I don't follow much New Zealand racing at the moment. I've kind of. I kind of lost a bit of interest with it. Yeah, why, why, is, why is that? Because I know, well, we, we whinge about the Queensland racing product, mate, and just just don't feel that they do anything to help themselves. I mean, it's always open for criticism, whatever you do, but New Zealand seems to be going through the same thing, that they're just not getting any interest in the racing full stop and there's no prize money. It's, it's one of those things that, if the jockeys and trainers are not interested, well, how do you expect the punters to be? Well, it's, it, it is that, but it's also just the tracks, man. I just, I'm sick of betting on absolute fucking goat tracks or dog shit wet tracks. And a lot of the tracks back home are just terrible. Like, even my best mate back there, he doesn't even, he loves racing just as much as we do, but he doesn't even, he's given up on it too. Jeez. Just because it's that bad. And always being wet and fucking... It just seems to be no form there. Like, apart from the standouts, like Aegon and Proverville and Melody Bow and that, they're fucking hard to pick a winner because something with absolute zero form wins half the time. It's just, I don't know what's happened to it, man. It's gone downhill a lot for mine. I just, I've just kind of lost interest in it slowly over time, more and more and more, and I don't even really watch it there anymore unless I get some mail. 
or like the Karakamuian or a big run. Oh, and I'm pretty sure Derby might be on this weekend or something, is it? Yeah, I think there's something there. I remember someone speaking. Yeah, that, that seems to be the common trend, though, from from our sort of Kiwi connections with the racing there. It's a bit of a shame, but what can you do? You know, if they're, they're not willing to help themselves out, you can't really do much. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Everyone obviously enjoys good racing, and for mine, I don't think it's very good there at the moment. Yeah, well, what's... Uh, I guess, away from New Zealand then, do a lot of your mates back home, do they toe into Australian racing? Like, is it a big deal over there when we've got, you know, Group 1s going on? Is it... Oh, yeah, my mates are definitely the same. Like, they they get... They're frothing every week if there's Group Australia. They can't wait for the end. And they pretty much... All my mates, we just sit at home, drink piss and watch the races. That's... Well, like all week, we're just waiting for Saturday to watch the good horses go around. <laughs> and my couple of best mates back home know exactly the same. They don't even really watch much racing during the week. They're just waiting for Australian Saturdays and all the big boys and girls come out. Yeah, mate. Now look, it's well, it's grand final day. Simple as that. We'll tell them when the Brisbane Racing Winter Carnival hits to stock the beer fridge, mate. Uh, hey, over. Yeah. Speaking of beers, mate, uh, look, I wanted to sink a thousand chewies with you tonight, but you're actually on a little bit of a health kick, mate. How's that all going for you? Because, mate, it is, and we're, we're just as much like you. We love having a bender on the punt, having a bazillion beers, but it can sometimes take a toll as well when you wake up and you're 30 and you've done it every weekend for your life and you go, fuck, what's, an, what's one more? <laughs> Body just needed a break, man. It's been fucking. I've just sculled so many beers and done so many shoeys over the last couple of years, especially in dark horse. And I just, my body felt shit. I just wanted a break. Yeah, and how are you feeling now? Like, have you noticed a difference? Yeah, pretty good, man. I'm feeling a lot better, I reckon. More fresher, healthier. I just feel all around a lot better. Yeah. Oh, mate, it's definitely advice. You you just need a freshen up with everything, you know, even even following punting and you just... Any advice out there, mugs and muggets, if it's just getting a bit too much, just have a couple of weeks off and then get back in the game. Are you doing a show, are you? You, Mate, oh, you want me to? Yeah, go. I was going to, because this is... Uh, well, this is for Benny bloody Thomas because he can't do one with me, but I'm going to take the bullet here for the mugs. Mate, I found oh, you... Found this shoe in the cupboard. It's not, it's not even mine. I don't even wear Connie's because they're friggin' shit shoes. But anyway, Benny, mate, fucking this is from the mugs. We love you. Let's go. <laughs> Put the rest. In. Put the rest in your grub. <laughs> oh, we still got a we still got a bit of a uh, bit of journalism to get through here. Oh, mate, I can tell why you do it. It just gives it that little bit of flavour that you just froth for. Ugh. Anyway, mate. Done a few in the uh, you've done a few over the years in the dark horse tipping group. What's what's the group gonna uh, gonna venture into, mate? Do you have any plans with what you want to do next in racing, um, or is this just sort of grown over time and you've gone, fuck, I've got a bit of a following here. Let me chuck up some good tips and have some have some fun. Well, I'm pretty the website going, but I just I don't now. I've got so many people in the page, and the page has such a big following. I don't know if it would really be worth it, if the website would have the same kind of following or interaction and stuff like that. Like, I've, I don't, and I don't really know if you could, I'd kind of like to make one where everyone could talk and throw out tips and stuff on there throughout the day as well. But I think I'll just keep my group for now. I'm not actually too sure what I want to do in the long run. But I don't. I'd like to get into the into racing a bit more. Maybe get a job in a stable, or get a job with some dogs, or any. I'd get a job with the dogs or with the horses. To be honest, I just want to get a bit more into it. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, I'm in the, you ever done any work on that before? No, I haven't. That's why I'm starting to 
I'd be real keen just to get a stable hand job, man. I wouldn't give a shit if I was picking up the shit and fucking doing the crap jobs. I just want to get a bit more into it, away from the tipping side, you know? Like, tipping is that, but you don't... I'd like to spend time with the horses and, yeah, just get a bit more into racing instead of just tipping. Oh, it's good to hear, man. Well, if you've dropped any kgs from not drinking, you could probably almost get on them as well. Well, I need to out and oh, I just need to drop plenty. There's no way, no way I'd be able to ride one. I'm fucking six foot three, and I was about ninety kilos when I was fifteen in school. So, oh, if, no... if you shave the other side of your head, you might lose another five kilos. <laughs> you know, I might just go over to the UK and ride on one of the jumps ones, mate. <laughs> Too cold for uh, mate. You left New Zealand, remember? It's too cold for you to go back over there. And now I miss the cold because Australia is too fucking hot. Yeah. Oh, mate, <laughs> Brisbane. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. Coming into winter, mate. What are you complaining about? <laughs> that's right. There's in Mackay, mate. Yeah, mate, yeah that's true. Look where Bean is right now. He's in the uh, the nice open yeah. fields there. Mate, look at the weather, mate. It's perfect. It's beautiful. It's great. Grass is other side, eh, Bean? What are you doing in yeah. New Zealand? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Looks like killing grass for sure. <laughs> I think it's I think it's English, mate. But anyway, I, I won't um I won't I won't pick you on that. <laughs> we can we can go with kiwi grass if you like. <laughs> and I'm also just gonna watch this race while we talk. All right, mate. Well, why don't you why don't you try and commentate for us? No, no, no chance. <laughs> All right, can I can't. Yeah, packing in. Yeah. Nah, mate. I've been too busy soaking in your glory that you've been trying to give us for the last forty-five minutes. So, what are so you mate, we'll let me. Uh, yeah, Elliot's I just haven't checked, mate. You I'll watch it. it. I'll just keep talking. That's what I do best, anyway. Oh, uh, geez. What are you on? I'm on the my best bet. Godolphin blue. Godolphin blue, on. That's all I have to do. gotcha. Something you fucking. No excuses. No, it doesn't look doesn't look like anyway. No, I was in behind. Damien so wide. What the fuck's up with the track? Run on you. It's gone, all right, isn't it? Oh no, it's gone. Oh no, it's gone. Outside. I'm gonna fly. No, inside. Outside. Oh my god. Sorry for boring you. Jesus, that was horrific. There's some, uh, there's some live commentary from Benny, Benny Punt and Mug Bean. So, hope you two boys have a job because, yeah, I don't think Sky Racing are going to be calling for you for uh, for broadcasting. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. No, mate, it's just a... Oh, well, we love taking the stick out of them. That's why we don't do it because we'd get too much karma come back our way. Anyway, yeah, mate... We might uh, we might start bringing this to a close, mate. You've been awesome value um, this year. Big year. We want to get you down, obviously, for the Brizzy Carnival. But what uh, for an aspiring young fella that's getting into racing, starting to do a little bit of form? What's probably the best bit of advice you could tell him to to hunt in a good roughie? Personally, for me, I just think watching races as much as you can for a bit and jotting down horses that. Say you see something come from the back or held up or goes fast in front and only knocks up late or stuck wide all the way. Personally, I would just be jotting down everything that you think was a bit unlucky or had an excuse no matter what price it was, even if it was $151 and it was three wide and faded out of it, I would still be jotting it down as one to follow next up because you see a lot of horses they have no luck and then come out and there's still big odds and they fucking do go a lot better. So I would, for me, I would just be watching the races as much as you can and jotting down a horse on every race. If there is one that you think was a bit unlucky, I am following it next start. Black Book is central, mate. That's what you do best. Good lad. Mate, well, I, I yeah. jump outs. Jump a lot out. of jump trials too I don't mind a bit of. You can yeah. find some of them too. See, a lot of people just look for a horse that wins a jump out. Whereas if I see one that's just trotting behind them and ask for anything, it may finish fifth or sixth, but it wasn't even, they haven't asked it for anything. I'd be 
I jot a lot of those down too. I don't necessarily back them every time, but I jot a few down that to me look like trial quite well. I don't. I know I've got a couple of mates that only pretty much see something trial when it wins, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm getting on." Whereas mm-hmm. it could be written out, and something could be behind it under a hold, and that'd be a trialing a lot better than something written out to win for mine. Yeah, mate, that's it. I reckon there's there's almost too much information out there. And it's, I mean, if you're not backing winners and you're just blindly punting, well, you've only got yourself to blame. So punters out there, take advantage of absolutely everything to bloody find a winner. Or just join the uh, the Dark Horse King or the Mugs and back the opposite to what we tell you to do. Simple. Oh, the water shoey if it's coming in, mate. Yeah, mate, look. Wrap us up with a water shoey. It'll send us off crazy, mate, and we'll uh, we'll let you get to bed. Thanks again. Am I doing a water shoey? Yeah, you are. Yeah, oh. Get on to it, mate. Get on to it, mate. I'll go get a shoe then. Oh, you know, <laughs> fucking not even wearing shoes because they're all. He's not wearing shoes. He's from he's from he's from Mackay, though, to be fair, Moz. So he's not wearing shoes. <laughs> Well, and I reckon all of his shoes are probably on the, the clothesline drying out from having beer in them for the last 20 years, so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> God, I thought he would have been ready to go. I'm not doing another one. That was disgusting. I can say that <laughs> not, in, not in view, mate. You have to cut that out, mate. That bit. <laughs> You're supposed to enjoy it, mate. It's supposed to be good. Hey, who keeps telling me? Count the bottle's the way to go. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right, mate. Here we go. Finish it on a high. I just finished doing my cover too, so I don't know what's in it, but and I don't even know whose it is. But <laughs> what, could, what could go wrong? A water shoey. Oh, wow. oh there's <coughs> so much shit in that shoe. That's made my day. I don't think we can finish on a uh, higher note than that. So. Cheers again, Benny. <laughs> Fucking mugs. Give him a uh, give him a thumbs up. Give him a like. I hope you enjoy the listen. There'll be plenty more to come from the big man. Thanks, brother. Cheers, Benny. Thanks, man.